up towards the edge of the box. What a strike! Jesse Lingard with another stunner. What a goal! Jesse Lingard! Local lad, local hero. Hello and welcome to the official Manchester United podcast where today we will be hearing from Jesse Lingard. How was it, guys? I missed this one, unfortunately. Yeah, where were you? Oh, was, She'd um, lost her passport or <laughs> <laughs> missed a train. No, it was half term um, in school holidays. So unfortunately, I was off with the children. So I missed out on this one, which I'm gutted about. Could have brought the bin lids. That would have been fine. <laughs> bin lids? I don't think so. Charging around the, uh, the, the lounge. But I'm excited to hear it. How was it? Oh, uh, it was great. Thing is, I think um, I think people have a perception of Jesse that they see on social media, and I've I've spoken to him a few times, and he's actually I think he's quite a shy guy. He's quite calm. And he spoke about it, didn't he? Said so he just he did. just sits at home mostly. Sits at home, watches TV, and that's about his his life. Yeah, not training, just goes on. How different was it? Because in the other podcast we've spoken to ex players. How different was it for you personally, Sam, speaking to a current player? Well, you, you become aware that obviously there are like the very last question on this podcast is a question that he cannot answer like that. There's a, there's some fun in that. Whereas like people like Maisie and Berbatov and Robbo, they've got nothing to lose because they're, they're not working. They're not current players. And also he knows everything he says is going to get so scrutinised. But uh, I thought he was he was insightful. And he was engaging. And I hope that what we can get to is not not let's say learning about his training regimes and stuff, but just learn a bit about the humanity that 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 exists within Jesse Lingard because people he's a caricature to everybody else. He's just he's a football player, and they will attribute some some things yeah. as they do with all football players. They don't consider what's he doing when he's got a day off, and I think that's that's what's interesting. And I think we've got some of that. I think sometimes people forget the footballers are just normal people, really. Yeah, of course they are. Yeah, the fact that they play for Manchester United takes it a little bit step further, but I think. What you get with this interview is the honest reality of what it's like being in the, the limelight mm-hmm. 24-7. You know, he talks about going for a coffee and cameras are snapping away and he can't go out because of that. And He did tell us, uh, as as you'll hear when we get on to his manager, that Ollie's got a hairdryer. Oh. It's more or less a direct quote. Yeah, I did ask a question. Yeah, so it's worth listening to. Very. I can't yeah. wait to hear it. Yeah. All right, let's get into it. Myself and Maisie went to speak to Jesse Lingard in October this year, but we had a good 30 minutes or so with him. It has to be said, the box we were in at Old Trafford was extremely cold, so apologies if you can hear our teeth chattering. What were your first memories of joining the academy and like wearing, I guess, like United training kit and seeing that badge on your chest? Well, I had a... I remember putting a shirt on for the first time when I was like one year one year old, when I first kicked the wall or something like that. So can you actually remember one year old? I can't, I've got a picture still. Yeah, there's, there's that picture of you <laughs> picture, when you're, yeah. like, your tongue sticking yeah, out, yeah. Like, always going around. That it is amazing. Lady Bird ball, so that was like one of the first memories of a United kit. And then obviously when I was seven, um, I started to have trials and I signed when I was nine. What was that? Was that like a, like a, did you get like the family around? Was it like a big, a big day or did it feel like, of course, this is happening. This is natural. This is what we're after. Yeah, I think it was just, it was just left down to me to, to pick a club really. And, you know, I felt my United was, was best suited for me, you know, personally. So, no choice, Man United. What are the clubs? Um, can I say on air? Yeah, yeah. I, I've heard City were interested. It's City, Liverpool, Everton. Um, I think Crew at the time. So you know, I had a had a handful of choices, but you know, I knew Man United was was going to be my home. So you never have to worry about it and think, oh well. Nah, no worries. <laughs> All right. So once you started, once you started training properly, when did you first start seeing the first team hanging around? And like, did you have to clean somebody's boots? Yeah. Um, that was still going when I was going through the ranks, so um, about under 16s, under 18s, around around them times. Um, 
We used to get, obviously, like, chores around the training ground to clean boots, you know, make the drinks, get the balls in, um, you know, and it was, it was good principles and morals at that time. Who was your pros then? Giggsy, Scolzy. Um, what was the Christmas tips like? Any good? It was all right, you know. Did they look after they you? weren't too bad, yeah. yeah. But they made us do the, you know, at Christmas time when yeah, they yeah. made the young ones do, <laughs> a, like, a song or a dance in, in the canteen, but, you know, that's, that's not there. What do you have to do? Um, I, think, I think dance. I think Dan's our singer is one of them. Right? But there's some, <laughs> some funny ones at Why the don't they do that now? I don't know. I think they should bring it back to Absolutely. honest. Absolutely. Spot on. I think they should bring it back. Definitely. What I'm amazed is you went straight to the Christmas tips. Because when we spoke, <laughs> we spoke well, to well, Brian well, Robson, his first question was, yeah, who was what did you give? What yeah. did you get? What, yours was 50 quid, wasn't it? I gave 50 quid, yeah. yeah. But like when I was an apprentice, same as Jess, like, it was Jimmy Quinn had come back from the World Cup in 86 and he gave us six quid. <laughs> Six quid too. He just come back from the World Cup and had to break in his boots and everything. Nightmare. He, obviously, he didn't have to do that Breaking now. His boots. Break his boots in, oh. yeah. What was it like seeing like Paul Scholes around gigs? Were they were they idols? Who was the player you most looked up to? Yeah, it was obviously coming through. Um, you know, Scholes and Giggsy for for me personally, and then um, obviously Wazza and, and Ronaldo too. But you know, growing up. Um, and being in and around them at the time, you know, they was the ones there to give advice, you know, the reels. Um, you know, it was, Nanny was there at the time, Wazza. So there was a lot of players around to, to give good advice, but it was mainly Skulls and Giggs that I looked up to. Was there a lot of advice given? Because we've sort of spoken about this before. Because uh, like, as a fan, you always hear people go, oh, yeah, you want, like, you know, to get Zlatan because he's got loads of experience and that'll help younger players and stuff. Is that just a case of people being around and, and learning from their experience and seeing how they conduct themselves? Or would people ever like put an arm around your shoulder and go, Jesse, here's some advice. I think this would really benefit you. Yeah, I mean, you know, most of the players did that in the first team, especially when, you know, you go into pre-season tour and, um, you know, you're one of the youngsters, you know, you get like the reels that put their arm around you and they say, just, you know, enjoy your football, play your own game. And, you know, like that does give you that confidence. And, you know, even the staff, staff at the time, you know, Sir Alex was amazing. Rene was amazing when I was coming through. So, you know, for me, I had it all there, uh, you know, set in stone for me. How did you feel when you did your first training session with the first team? Was that nervous? It was a massive difference, tell you that. <laughs> I think a couple of us went over and we played a possession game. And, you know, the reserve possession games at the time, everyone wants the ball, everyone's going around yeah. the ball. Went over to theirs and I seen Giggsy, like, stood, like, far. I'm like, why are you stood over there? Scolzi just went ping, pinged it to him. <laughs> Giggsy just went ping and we're just running around like this. I'm like, oh, my. Like, you could tell the difference at the time. And that was one of the one of the first sessions I remember. And we was, we walked off like, oh, what does that what does happen <laughs> to us? We got we got popped. So the more the more you did, did you get more confidence in in joining in that kind of stuff? Yeah, hundred percent. And you know, on Fridays we used to do you know old be young, and we used to play against the the older guys, which was was always fun. Um, you know, but in the week we used to work hard and you know look forward to the game on the weekend. Did that would kick off young v old. Um, yeah, nasty, couple, yeah, couple of times. Seen a yeah. seen a couple of fights in in training a couple of times. Is yeah. that good? Is that because people are trying to put people in their place, or is it worry about being replaced? Like no, the older just, pros have that. You don't just don't want the young pups giving yeah. the old ones a little bit of a doing. So yeah, kick ten bells out of them. <laughs> I was gonna say if Jesse had turned up <laughs> at sort of like seventeen when you were training, would you have made sure you went through him? Yeah, absolutely. All he was doing at school was kicking that, everyone, yeah. Achilles and everything. Kicking everyone, gigsy kicking everyone. How do you when you're when you're that age? How do you react to that? Someone like Paul Scholes, who is an enormously successful, world famous football player, worth whatever he was worth at the time. Like I guess you don't want to kick him too hard back. Do you even want to kick him back, or do you just feel awkward? No, I think you've got to 
you gotta let them obviously know you're there and you can't just be kicked about but Absolutely. you know you don't want to go into uh sir alex is always you know wary of his players getting injured and stuff like that so <laughs> it'll tell you to like calm, to calm down sometimes um but you know you know they give you you give it back it's just it's all yeah. speaking of sir alex he famously said you were a player that would develop a little bit later but when you would then it would be mm -hmm. perfect was that something that you were aware of when you were younger would he say that to you and did you feel like that took the pressure off a bit to feel, oh, well, I, you know, he says I'm not going to be ready just yet. Or did it add more pressure because you have to be ready later on? Um, I mean, for me, um, you know, because I was so small, I had to, you know, adapt to, to different games. When I was under 18, I had to play a couple in the 16 games. And, you know, for Alex to to say that and give the confidence in me, um, you know, for me, it was just about getting my head down and just keep just keep working hard and, and wait, for my, wait for the time to come. So, you know, I was patient with it. You know, I had a few long spells, you know, here and there, which which helped me get experience. It's a lot different to, you know, reserve level. You know, as you can see, playing for points and, you know, the, the grown men. So coming back, you know, from loan and going on tour and experiencing it with them, you know, you get used to it, you know, slowly but steadily. How did you find going on loan? No, it was good. Um, I mean, I went, you know, to play minutes and, and get match minutes yeah. and, and see what it's like in, in them leagues. But, you know, when you're there, you get in the changing room and people are playing for points. That's it, it? That's when you really know. Yeah. Um, you know, it really kicks in. So you've got to help them, you know, get their points. And, you know, you don't want to come in and be like, oh, you know, you fob it off because you're going back to Man United. You need to, you know, really knuckle down and, and help them in, in which I did. So, you know, for me at that time, you know, Sir Alex was, was great with me. And Do you think that's Seltzer? Going on loan. Going on loan. 100%. Just just because of the fact that you are going away and you know people are playing for the mortgages and mm -hmm. and stuff like that, you think, Jesus, this is this is tough. Like, yes, yeah, it was a real is. world. You know, to you know live on my own. Like, like you say, that. from playing in the reses and then going that next yeah. step is massive. So Leicester was your first loan. So was that the first time you lived alone? Yeah, first time with Leicester, um, and then it was Birmingham, Brighton, Derby. You lived alone. Yeah, I was just in the hotel. Because at the time, I was only going for like three months here and three months yeah, there. So yeah. I didn't really want to get an apartment or anything. So I was in the hotel. I was, you know, I was eating hotel food. It went, went right, but, you know, it, it, it had to be done, yeah. yeah. But I, I, like, I travel constantly with work, so I half live in hotels. Did you find it a bit lonely? Yeah, it was. It was, to be fair. Um, you know, I literally go hotel room and just, just watch films and watch oh, Netflix and stuff yeah. like that. So, you know, you can be secluded and, um, and staying in a hotel, but... Like I said, once you get out there and go to training, you know, you come alive then. Yeah. Some people we see, like, you hear about young players and you think, oh, that's quite exciting. Then they go out on loan and then you never see them again. Mm -hmm. And that happens, I think, quite a lot. Why do you think your loans were so successful? And did you ever have that fear of, like, oh, I don't know what's going to happen here? Because I've, like, I guess when you went to Derby, that was the fourth one, were you thinking? Mm -hmm. Well, it was different because, um, you know, after Birmingham, um, you know, I made an impact there and, you know, it was Combat United. I, I knew. I think it was after one tour that I, I still weren't ready to to make the jump. Like I knew in myself, so you know I took it upon myself to to go back out on loan. I think you know when I made my debut, I got injured, so it was another setback. And then after that, I think I come back January time and I went to Derby then for the rest of the season. And we were trying to get into the playoffs, which you know we didn't unfortunately. But I think I knew within my, myself um, when the right time was to to play for the first team. I couldn't just be thrown in, you know, willy nilly. I had to had to had to be the right time for me. And then, of course, pre-season, like your first pre-season, you scored your first goals for the club and then, I guess, weren't in the first team. And as fans, you think, oh, amazing. That's Jesse Lingard, he's just scored. He looks really exciting. He's going to be the next big thing. Let's get him mm -hmm. in the game. And then 
you sort of vanish from the first team again, I guess, because the club's sort of protecting you. What's that like from your side of it? Um, yeah, like I said, I think it was the Toro. Um, after I scored them goals and it was, it was David Moyes and I was in the squads and travelling, but, you know, obviously not being on the bench and, and not playing. So, you know, I needed minutes and I needed games. So obviously, like I said, I took it upon myself to to get out back on loan, get the minutes, um, you know, the much needed minutes at the time because I weren't playing for the for the start of the season. Um, and needs to, like I said, go out on Did loan. Did you go and see him? Nice. Yeah, I spoke to him and I think... <coughs> what was he like? It was okay, he agreed. Um, obviously, for a player to just be travelling and sitting in the not stands playing, all the time, yeah. it's, yeah. you know, it can be mentally tough as well. Like you, you're not getting, you know, match minutes, which is, and obviously reserve games, you know, back then were, you know, were, you know, were easy then, you know, yeah. to not be blunt, but yeah. it was easy. You know, you've been playing reserves for four or five years, um, you know, see what I'm on the football. Speaking of believing in yourself, after those goals on tour in Australia, I found a quote where you said, I believe in myself, but I need to believe in myself more. Looking at that, that's eight years ago, sitting here today, having played 176 times, I think, for United. How do you feel you've, you, you assess that time where you needed to believe in yourself? Do you think you did? Do you think... Yeah, I did in, in stages, but I think I still need to more even to this day now. Um, you know, to be quite honest, I think, you know, believe in your own ability, um, you know, have the confidence to play, have the confidence to get on the ball, make things happen. And, you know, that's what type of player I am. And, you know, I need to start reverting back to that and, and playing how I used to play when I was coming through the ranks in the reserves and, you know, playing against back then older men and first team players back then. So, you know, if I was doing it back then, you know, I should be, I should be smashing it now. So, it's just what's changed? I don't know. Managers are tactics. It's obviously are, been. Uh, it's been hard, hasn't it? Really, it's been tough with a lot of different managers coming yeah. in. But even throughout the tactics and, and the managers, I think, you know, as a person, how you know you play, you should be playing, you know, like week in week out. So, for me, I just need to just revert to that now. I think. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, managers have changed obviously since Sir Alex left, mm -hmm. and I guess that he's included because he left, mm -hmm. but in that time you've now become one of the most consistent names on the team sheet. And I mean, you're only 26, but one of the more senior pros, I guess. Do you now feel that responsibility? And do you then look to the younger kids? I mean, just like Mason Greenwood and, and do you try to put an arm around them like the players did for you? Yeah, I mean, you know, <clears throat> you know for me experiencing it, you know, from the likes of Rio and stuff, you know what it's like as a young lad coming through, especially at Man United, how big the club is and, you know, the expectations and the pressures of playing for, for Man United, it can, you know, it can really weigh you down sometimes. And as a young player, you don't know how strong their mentality is. So, you know, for me and the other lads like, you know, Harry now, he's 26 and, you know, even Axel to the degree is, you know, he's young, but he's, he's got that, the characteristics of a leader and, you know, likes of ATC Angel and, and Changi and, you know, Brandon Mason coming through now, Jimmy, you know, it's it's good for us as players to, to put the hour around them and, and give them that advice. And you give them a good kick? Yeah, in training when we play old. I'm on the old team now. <laughs> I'm on the old team, so we can't be getting beat by, by the youngsters. So when you made your debut, you got injured and mm -hmm. had to go off after 24 minutes. Mm -hmm. That must have been incredibly frustrating. Yeah, it was. I mean, you know, I'm all my family here and all my friends and, you know, the texts are flooding in before the game, good luck and, and whatnot. And, you know, for me, it was just, just one of them things. It's, it happens, it's a setback and I can't really dwell on, dwell on that time and... By the time I come back, I weren't really, you know, fully fit and, you know, had to obviously, you know, depart on loan and, and come back and, and start again, you know, another pre-season trying to, trying to prove myself, which is always tough, but, yeah. um, you know, you got to get through them moments. Okay, so let's talk about it. Playing for the first team, scoring a winner in an FA Cup final, turning the Emirates into your own dance floor. <laughs> 
for you at the moment, what are what are the real standout highlights and the moments that you're most proud of? Yeah, I think, you know, trophies, you know, that's the main thing. Um, you know, the EFL, FA Cup, Community Shield and, you know, Europa League. You know, Man United's always been a team, you know, winning trophies and they've always had winners in, in their team. So, you know, for us, they're the, obviously, four key, um, you know, moments, you know, in my career and the moment that I'm at the top. Um, you know, obviously, set aside, obviously, the World Cup, that was an amazing experience. But club level, I think, you know, trophies is, is massive and to score in, you know, three out of, three out of four of them is, is huge as well. Why do you think you always manage to score at Wembley? I don't know. <laughs> People always ask me this. I actually don't know. It's a shank. It's a shank. Palace one. Yeah. Just deleted uh, it. That was it. No, I don't know. I think I, don't, I actually don't know. Really do you know when know. you look back at that goal? Do you actually think because you, you couldn't have visited any better? Yeah, it's such an absolute worldie to win an FA Cup. Like it's not like we had ten men as well. Yeah. Yeah. Chris Chris right, yeah. Chris Chris off. Yeah. And I think I think just that that attitude from the lads to come together at that time and just be like, you know, we don't give up. We play to the final whistle and. Since it drops, I think it's a, the sweetest sweet. of ever hit a ball. Yeah, yeah. So I'm glad you added that bit because to be honest, I was like, yeah, you're being really modest, going, yeah, you know, <laughs> we all came together. That's irrelevant <laughs> to like just smashing a ball in the top corner. That was a great strike. That was the sweetest strike I've ever yeah. hit. Yeah, yeah. Do you feel like um, is that what fans bring up to you most when they come and talk to you? Um, yeah, and obviously you know the other trophies as well in, involved. Um, I think the FA Cup was one of the first trophies we'd we'd won as. You know, since I've been in the first team anyway, and you know, even that just that feeling, you don't want to ever lose that feeling of, of winning that trophy, and you know, the celebrations after were were great, and even the EFL, you know, any trophy you win, you, that feeling, that buzz, yeah. you know, you can't beat that. Yeah. So you want to you want to keep winning trophies on on a regular. Where's your medal? Um, at home in the in the cabinet, got that safe. Yeah, it's in a safe. Safely it's in a safe. Yeah, yeah. Don't don't not put that out. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> It's in a museum. It's yeah. actually in a museum. Yeah. 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 Nice. Maisie, where are yours? In the museum. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, should we talk about Arsenal just because I think it's fun? When you score against Arsenal, inevitably, it always happens. Are the celebrations pre planned or is it just what happens? I think it's just, you know, at the time, whatever's, you know, like the new trend or, or anything yeah. like that, or whatever's out there, um, you know, it just comes to mind. And I think there's only two, you know, when I, when I did the Millie Rock and you know we were getting, we getting peppered after a bit like the goal was getting peppered and I thought if we get beaten now it's going to be an embarrassment I remember, just, I remember just going down on the floor pretending I'm injured just to get respite because we was getting absolutely <laughs> battered and I thought oh come on lads but then we obviously made it I think it's free if we finished free one yeah it was three one yeah. second half yeah so I knew it was, was comfortable after that. But. I've seen people in t-shirts with that, with you dancing on. <laughs> Have you seen those? No, you know. Yeah, they're, they're, for a while, they were everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. It's, it's mad how football can... When you look back, do you regret it and think, what was I doing? Nah. No. Nah, no regrets, no. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it's like I said, football you know, can reach a lot of people and of you know, a lot of kids, you can inspire a lot of kids as well. So, you know, for me, I just... I just love inspiring the, the youth. Obviously, the, the generation has changed, obviously, you know, since your day and stuff like that. There's a lot of social media going about now and, you know, things on there can be, you know, people saying nasty things and you, you can't get drawn into all that stuff. Thick skinned. Yeah, you don't read all that. You don't read all that stuff. Don't read, don't read papers and, and whatnot. And like I say, that's why it's hard for younger players now, you know, coming through playing football. They so attracted to social media and what people are saying about them. They don't actually know how good they are themselves, so... You know, for me, just don't read anything online. I was going to ask, do you, do you, do you, do you purposefully avoid it? Because like, as an example, so I, 
occasionally will search the MUTV hashtag before a game or during a game just to see what the conversation is and then think, yeah. oh, I might bring that up or uh, yeah. Dave in Stockport thinks this and I can mention it. Yeah. And I did it the other day. And the first thing I saw was someone at MUTV, just so you know, I despise Sam Homewood. Get him off my screen. And I was like, oh, cheers, mate. <laughs> and in my head, I'm like, I'd really like to favourite this just so he knows I've seen it. And I was like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. But on the, on the scale that you're at, mm-hmm. like there must be so much of every opinion going do you, do you just ignore it or do you see it or do you just... No, nah, I think, <clears throat> you know, when I first got into the first team, you know, you start reading and stuff like that and then... Everything's going well for you. Yeah, you after that, you just like, like even now, like, even if it goes well, I still don't read. Like, there's, there's no point. People, one person can hate you, one person can love you yeah. and it's just, it's just life, not like, you have to get on with it no matter what. you got to play in front of 75,000 every day. Yeah. And every week, Absolutely. so... You know, you got to be... At United, it's the biggest club in the world, so you're going to get criticised either way, so... You know, for, for us as players, we've got to just get on with it, be thick-skinned. And That's what Fergie once said to me. He said, don't read the newspapers. Yeah. Even when you even when you play well, mm-hmm. don't read them. Because yeah, you'll get drawn into the papers when you play badly. Yeah, I suppose that's it, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. it's true. I always think if you listen to the positive, then you have to listen to the negative. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because if you listen to the positive, you'll just become an egomaniac. If you just listen to the negative, you'll mm-hmm. become, like I guess, read the press. So just ignore both and then you make it up for yourself, right? Mm. Yeah, exactly. Nice. When it comes to, because uh, we were talking about dancing and stuff earlier, who's better dancer, you or Paul Pogba? <laughs> Got to back myself, aren't I? <laughs> <laughs> There's that belief. Yeah, I like it. No, me, me and Paul have been, you know, ever since he's been at United, we've, we've always, you know, enjoyed ourselves. And, you know, we've, we've always been brought up around music since we were young. So, you know, for us, you know, dancing is natural for us. And, you know, I guess it's just the, it's just the culture and, and the way we've been brought up. But obviously... You know, some people have not been brought up around it and they can have opinions and stuff like that. But, you know, like I said, we you know, we don't listen to that stuff. It's what about the South American lads? Any good? You know what, they're all right, you know. Bit yeah. of samba, <laughs> bit of samba here and there. But who's, like I said, who's, who's head of the music? Um, Youngie's on... Is he still on it, yeah? On Match Day DJ, yeah. yeah. He's got a mix of, like, Spanish to hip-hop to house to grime. He's got a mix of everything for everyone. Do you approve? Yeah, I think he's thought about everyone. Is he about time to, you know, do you want to get rid of him so you can come on as the next DJ? Or? But you know what, it takes it takes a lot of thought because he, the day before a match on his laptop, he's downloading the song, he's <laughs> mixing it, he's probably doing it serious. Amazing. So I don't think I could take on that responsibility yet. I just, <laughs> put, I just put my iPod on and just <laughs> let, let it be a free-for-all. But isn't, like, David the Head's into, like, quite heavy metal, isn't it? Heavy metal rock So when you music. say that he has something for everybody, does that just suddenly, like, drop in in between? Uh, not, not the heavy metal, no. Right. Just the Spanish, the Spanish music comes okay. in. Yeah, yeah nice. <laughs> um, here's something I want to ask you about. We were talking about, I guess, like, fans online. Mm-hmm. Fans in the stadium, though, totally different animal. Mm-hmm. And I guess you feel that when you're playing. And away as well, like United's fans away are generally incredible. And yeah. I think off the top of my head, you scored at Goodison Park. Mm-hmm. And the fans that day, oh, I guess, mad. must have been amazing. Yeah, it was crazy. You can well, you can hear them over the, some of the home fans sometimes. Yeah. And it's like, that's Arsenal away, same, like crazy. And you really get that boost, um, you know, to go on and win the game and, and have that self-belief and confidence um, to play well. So, you know, they are like, they, they are like the 12th man. I heard, I can't think who it was, I heard someone talking recently saying about as a as a player, you can just filter fans to your advantage. So like if you can hear your home fans, you filter all that in and mm-hmm. listen and take mm-hmm. it all on until you feel massive. And if you can't, if you can just hear, say, the home fans and you're on, you're playing away, you just filter out and just ignore it all and just focus on the game mm-hmm. and you don't notice it. Is that what you do or do you feel like you can always hear it? Yeah, I think you, you can always hear. United away, class. Yeah, United yeah. away. But even home, like when 
I mean, you're on the up. Um, you know, there's no beat in it. I think any teams like, you know, they get nervous, they get scared for some reason, and um, you know, you can go on and really put pressure on the other team and take make it your advantage. Have you ever found yourself like singing along on the pitch? <laughs> Do you know what? Here we go. He's gonna say yeah. yeah. He's gonna say yeah. <laughs> I know it happens because I've heard other players talk about yes. it. Yes, sometimes yeah. Yeah. Sometimes. Which songs? Um, remember the we'll cut this morning. Theme? Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you feel like. Cut this <laughs> 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 Nice. Well, that's the effect it's gonna have. Yeah. What's your What's your favorite chant at the minute? Um, I just love the old school United, United, United. It just feels like it's just yeah. You, mm -hmm. you know, it makes you it's powerful. Yeah, it's powerful. Mm -hmm. Um, you feel it on the pitch as well. You know, all the fans saying it. You're like, oh, all right, come on now, we need to go. What about away games? Who's your favorite? What's your favorite ground? Um, do you like the intimidating, you know, the yeah. intimidation of Liverpool and like Goodison Park? Yeah, yeah. I can't go. imagine you've been intimidated, but I think you'd you'd probably love it. Yeah, Goodison Park is a good place to go. What's the first game you look for for away? Liverpool, Liverpool City. Yeah, um, I don't think City's as intimidating. No. It's just the rivalry, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. No um, one turns up, do they? <laughs> <laughs> What's well, intimidating about an empty chair? I mean, Anfield, <laughs> especially the old Anfield. Yeah, yeah. Um, the way. You know, the way it was then, it seems it seems a little bit different now. Mm -hmm. um, West Ham, West Ham, Upton Park. That's, yeah, that's great. We that played one. there like three times in a, in a week. You were on the bus, weren't you, when they were like lobbing stuff? What was that like? Scary. Was it? I thought the game would have been... Looked like it as well. I thought yeah. the game would have been like, stopped at least or something. I think it's the last game at yeah, that, that place, so yeah. we were expecting it. Yeah. Do you, do, you, do you ever have moments like that where you think this, is, this has gone too far, this is just football? Yeah, I think stuff like that, it's, you know, throwing bears at the bus, breaking the windows, you know, it could have hit up, could have come through the window, hit a player, yeah. you never know. Like, you, you don't know what people are capable of nowadays, so. Was it Axel who was just sat there? Uh, yeah, it's Barfoot Jackson as well. Yeah, yes, yeah, so I was, was thinking like, Rashford, but yeah, come it was on, bring Jackson, it on. Wasn't yeah. it? He was just sat there, like, whatever. It was mad. It Everyone was, else is on the deck and they're just yeah, sat there a, in the chair. It was a weird experience. Like, you, like I say, you don't know what people are capable no. of now, nowadays. Mm. I saw a video recently of Neymar taking a corner at PSG where they were still like quite annoyed about him because he was obviously trying to go to Barcelona. Mm. And like, he's just getting stuff, loved it, and he can't take the corner. And you must think, we're just trying to play football. Yeah. Hmm. It's more than that, though. Yeah. Hatred. I love it. <laughs> I do. I, no, I do. Yeah. I, I love going to Liverpool, Leverton, Leeds. I mean, you've not sampled Leeds yet. I hope they get up. Because just for Leeds, that. Yeah, just for that. It's a great ground. Great ground to go to. So intimidating. Did you ever do Galatasaray or Fanabache? Yeah. Because they're always the ones you see them both, yeah. that look worse. Have you been out no, there? Yet? No, no, no. The old Ali Al Salam, is it something yeah. like that? The the old Galatasaray that was frightening. That's where they were firing rockets at the hotel <laughs> all night just to keep us awake. It's crazy, that. Mental. But you loved it. I lo yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, nil nil and a two nil win. Yeah. Yeah, it was mint. Right. Obviously, aside from football, you you do lots else. You've got like clothing line, mm -hmm. YouTube, and everything. If you meet someone who doesn't know who you are for some reason. And they say, oh, who are you? What do you do? How mm. do you sell yourself? Footballer. Do you? Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> and then if they want to get to know the other side of me, then mm -hmm. they can, but for me, footballer. You know, love football, love training, love playing. Um, love the fans of the state, love everything about football. So, you know, for me, you know, I'm not a footballer. Do you think football will be where you, like, I don't know when, it's 10 years time when you retire, is football still going to be where you're going to want to be? Yeah, hundred percent. I don't think you can ever get away away no. from it, can you? Really, no. I think for the love of the game, 
you know you can you can never get away from football what made you go into your clothing line um i don't know i, just, I feel like you know for me i'm i'm always that like, an active an active guy and i think when when the world cup was on um i dropped off a couple of pieces out in the world cup and you know they went straight away you know they got sold out straight away and ever since then i've just you know carried on and i carried on doing it but you know set aside that you know i don't really i don't do like the How's manufacturing and stuff like that you know i don't get involved <laughs> in all you're not sat at home stitching them no, together no? I mean, but i think people think that i'm actually doing everything for right <laughs> but like there's constant of what i'm like i don't go to the factories i don't yeah. like i don't pack them and send them, ship them <laughs> you know what i mean i'm not getting tired doing anything <laughs> you know what i'm saying yeah. but does that annoy you that people like people would use that to say concentrate on football because obviously like nobody is spending 24 hours seven days a week focused on their like their I mean. job and if your job is football player you're not going to spend every second going oh i'm preparing for norwich next week i better watch everything available <laughs> yeah. to see like what they're doing but like, like, you've got to have a life i think mean, if you came on me you just i'm boring i just watch netflix all all day all week what are you watching oh, i finished i've just finished um what did i finish now finished peaky blinders uh, finished queen of the south recently I just, that's how i do just watch netflix i don't do much of, like, other stuff do you ever feel like you can't go out yeah I know it sounds like bad, but like, do you want to go out? Yeah, well, like obviously you want to go for dinner yeah, and yeah. lunches yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, I don't mean like like big nights out. No, just, no, I mean like for lunch and, and stuff. Like, yeah, I was thinking the other way, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Going out with the lads on like, no, a few beers, a few scoops, like stuff like that. Like we you know we've, we've been going to dinner um, lately. You know, a few of us, most well, most of the lads, just to get that, that team spirit, team bonding, which has been good for us. Um, but you know, personally, if you got to go shopping and stuff like that, it is it is hectic. Yeah, you know, it is on top. But like I say, it is part and parcel. Yeah, of course it is. Part and parcel. Well, you got to get used to it. Well, I was with Wes the other day, Brown, and he was um, he had a few hours to kill after we'd finished, and he was like, oh, "I'm just gonna go get some dinner." He's like, "I'm not gonna eat at home." And I was like, "Oh, you can go like sit down, like get find a restaurant." He's like, "No, no, 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 I'll just sit in my car." He's like, "Because to <laughs> to go and do that, like sitting by himself." He's like, "I know I won't just sit and eat a meal." Yeah. He's like, That's, that won't be what happens. So is is that how you feel? Just you you can't just go out and yeah, like you can't, go to you the can't park, just, but you can't just like sit in the high street and hail and have a coffee or outside. You know, you get in pictures straight away, even if you're inside. Does that annoy you? Yeah, because I know it's part of the business. But yeah, but I think I feel like they I feel like they come after us a lot more. Yeah, than other other teams. Obviously, it's the biggest club in the world. Yeah, that's yeah. why. But you know, I mean, we could go for lunch and it's like Marcus Rashford just lean and go for lunch. Yeah, it's like you have to have lunch. It? It's pathetic. Yeah. And then it really is. That'll get more um, views and more readings and you know someone signing for it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's it's actually it's crazy. Like you could just be going for lunch literally. With stuff like that, do you ever have days where you wake up and wish you weren't Jesse Lingard? No, no regrets, no regrets ever. No. Okay, so far, the absolute peak moment of your career. If you have to just pick one, um, I think FA Cup final. Yeah. What what are what are the hopes now? What are the ambitions? What's the dream? Um well I think at the moment we've you know, we're in the rebuild stage, so you know, it's gonna take time. You know, people are, are gonna have to be patient, but you know, we've got the right tools around us to, to go on and, and do, you know, big things. So I think for us it's like I say it's about believing in, in what we can do. Um, you know, you see the result on the on the weekend at Liverpool. You can see how we play, we play with that passion and that drive and that intensity, um, you, know, you can make it out of a team. So I think for us, it's just about being consistent now and, and doing that week in, week out. Is Oli, um, obviously I played with him, is he still a rant and raver? Does he, 
rip people's heads off. He's got a little hairdryer in him, yeah. Yeah? Yeah, he's got a little one, yeah. That's good. That's good. Of course, it's good. Yeah, of course, yeah. Things like that can always help. People say to me, you know, he's so baby-faced assassin and things like that. I said, I'm telling you, <laughs> he would kick 10 bells out yeah, of you. Yeah. He would. Mm-hmm. He's, he's got that winning mentality. Yeah. And I'm, I'm glad you confirm what I say. Because mm-hmm. he, he is. He's a nasty sod. <laughs> he is. He's a nasty sod. <laughs> he is. Jesse, is your manager a nasty sod? <laughs> <laughs> is that how? No comment. <laughs> <laughs> Very diplomatic. <laughs> Jesse, quick question. You going to subscribe? I will subscribe. You're a beautiful man. Are Thank you going to subscribe much. to me? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to buy one of your hoodies when they were sold oh, out yeah. in the World Cup. Oh, sorry. I was on that it. straight away. You haven't <laughs> nice made one. enough. I thought you sat at home and stitched them together. <laughs> Package in the Yeah, isn't that? <laughs> you're wrong, though. <laughs> All right, Jesse, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank, Thank you, you very much. Appreciate it. Thank you. Guys, I loved that. That was brilliant. I'm so sorry I missed that one. But one thing I did love is the fact that Jesse sings along on the pitch to the chants. Yeah, that is just brilliant. That's a great insight, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. As soon as we asked, his face lit up. So you knew he did, but he just didn't want to. He didn't want to give it away. Didn't want to admit to it. Hey, absolutely. Maisie, uh, come on. To be fair, <laughs> I do you a little bit. I do like it a little bit. Yeah, yeah. You do get carried You've away. You've got a great train you yourself. I know. I know. Do you know what the Northern Ireland fans sing? Um, I'm not going to sing it because I'm a really bad singer, as Maisie knows, but they sing a song about Johnny and Corey. Johnny, Johnny, Corey, Corey. They all, you know what I mean? That one. I think the two rays had a song about it and my kids love it. They sing it <laughs> all imagine. the time. But can't be embarrassed if they want to sing it in public. You're like, no, no, no. We only sing that at home. <laughs> but yeah, you can't help singing along to the chants. No, that's it. Whenever you're out on the pitch and you hear the, hear the tunes and you hear the songs, you just have to go along with it. Yeah, exactly. It's great. It's good. It Great chat though. Yeah, it was really interesting because it, it had all those like like that, and when he talks about how he doesn't stitch his own clothes when it's yeah. like the jailings gear and stuff, which was really funny. But also the sort of truth of his life, which is just staying in, sometimes not wanting to go out, mm-hmm. he's not really pictured and stuff. Do you have that with Johnny? Um, I think when he was at Manchester United, yes. Not so much maybe as Jesse Lingard, but the scrutiny is just totally different as Maisie will know himself when you're at Man United. Yeah. It's not like any other club. People just want a piece of you all the time and I suppose you're just under the spotlight like like nothing else. Probably different in your time, Maisie, because it wasn't social media. No. It is it is different, isn't it? I think it? it's but strange as well. Like, you, know, you just go out for a coffee and there's somebody taking a picture of you I know. having a cup of coffee. It's like, get a life. I know. But, you know, that's the way... It's the reality that, of it is, a lot of players' lives. It's very, very sad that, you know, the lads have to... Well, yeah, the lads don't go out because of that. Think and, about where you're going to go and plan it ahead. I suppose that's the sad thing. You can't maybe just... Don't feel like you can just nip out to... No. I can walk around Asda now and Tesco and all other brands that have lots of supermarkets, yes. supermarket suite, yeah. Uh, and I can, and nobody matters me. You get the odd hello and that's it. But God knows what it'd be like with them lads. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it must be hard work. But a great chat, and he, he seemed to really open up for you. So. Very yeah, good, he was. He was really nice. Uh, right, we'll have someone else who's really nice next week, so you can join us. Make sure you have subscribed to the Manchester United podcast, and then you will get that dropped straight into your inbox as soon as it comes out. And if you really like us, then why not leave a little review? Cheers, guys.